Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of The Frenzy. With me, your host, Freddy Aloso, with my co-host, Joey the Eagle. What's going on, Joe? You know how it is, man. Chilling, enjoying this NCAA uh, March Madness. Got the TV, got the laptop running, got, you know, tablet in the back. All systems go. Nice, man. We got a huge tournament going on right now. We are also basically a week out, bro. Big news. Week out of one year of the podcast. Really? Okay. You hit yeah. me with a curveball there. I was waiting. You had me uh you had me in suspense. Nah, no man, suspense. It, it's cool. It it's been cool, man. I really enjoyed it. You know, hopefully we can just keep building, doing what we're doing and have have fun doing it, right? That's why we do it in the first place. Yeah, so. man. This is our first live episode going up on YouTube. I so, be uh, honest with the people. It's not we live. did Yeah. No 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 no, not even the live part. We tried. We did try to do this earlier. But the IT guy, <coughs> Fred, aka you, <laughs> got the double. What you had the double audio going? We had we had the double audio the first drive run we did a few weeks back. Listen, so. all I'm saying is I'm glad that we ran that little test run before the draft. Because for those of you who don't know, we are going to be doing the draft live. I will be in the Bear Studios. That way, you don't see, you know, my ugly ass closet in the background. You love your background um, back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be official, man. Um, hopefully we can run it. I don't know what you were thinking. Maybe we could run like a live on, on Twitch for the first uh, for the first night. And then um, I'll leave the editing up to you. We'll get it all on tape, chop it up. And then we can put something up on YouTube that's like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of just like funny stuff that happens. You know, our live reactions to the pics I think will be kind of cool. We always have fun doing it. So Yeah, man. That'll be our uh, second year, the second annual Sports Frenzy Draft episode. So stay I tuned mean, for that. Listen, last year we had no heat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the bear den was incomplete. We were struggling last year. I think I I'm still suffering from frostbite. <laughs> yeah, That's man, how it, I felt. It was crazy. If, if you notice, like 15 picks in, like my energy starts to just start plummeting. Right, I start dying. <laughs> Cause like I can't feel my toes. I got like, <laughs> I got like two jackets on. You know, it was rough. So you guys know little background. Down here, we run the the podcast out of my basement. So my boiler gets real loud if we leave it on. So we got to turn it off during the episodes. So that's why Joe was uh, he was a little cold. Little. Give me a dog when running upstairs, man. <laughs> And then you had the letdown that your Eagles didn't even pick in the first round. You waited all the way to the end, last pick, and nothing. Yeah. All right. But can I really be mad at them? They, yes, they traded back. But look at it. Look at the bright side, right? A year yeah. later, we got a, a second, uh, a second, second round pick. Yeah. And yeah. the very next day, we get to hop in front of the Cowboys for a tight end, which they need because they just went and plucked Jason Witten for $5 million. Yeah. Don't really understand yeah. that move, but I love it. Um, yeah, we hop in front of the Cowboys to get a tight end named Dallas that they're claiming they weren't interested in. I don't know, man. I think that worked out pretty good for us. I'm I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I feel you. Man. But this year, we're picking in the first round. Don't be doing that to me twice. 
can't, like, I can't, man. I, don't play with my emotions like that. Bro, like you that. sit there for three hours waiting for your team to get on the clock, and then you 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 just trade it away. I'm the fan in me. I can't have that two years in a row. Well, you could wait like me. First round, top ten every year, and expect your team to do something big, and they trade up and they take Sammy Watkins instead of Khalil Mack. Listen, I'm not holding a grudge to that. It's still it's it's hit me in my heart still. You just have to let certain things go, Fred. You got, last I gotta year, be like Elsa, got, man. Last year you guys went and got Josh Allen. Yeah. And it looks like that might be a decent pick. I'm not gonna say great pick yet, but it looks like it looks like it's gonna be a decent pick. I mean, hopefully this year they uh they keep doing it. Hopefully the player they draft wants to go there and doesn't pull an Antonio Brown and just decides he's not gonna show up. Or go there and then just you know retire at halftime. I'm telling Either you, that's way. uh, it. It was interesting when I saw your GM have to come out. First time I ever saw this, by the way. Your GM actually came out to defend the Bills' reputation as far as players wanting to go there. Like he basically came out to say, no, no, no. Antonio Brown didn't debt us. He wanted to come, but we just felt it was in our best interest to uh, renege on that trade. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Super nuts. But let's jump into the show, man. Um, UFC news. TJ Thrilla Dillashaw. Came dirty, dirty. With, dirty, dirty. He relinquished his belt for a adverse, and in quotes, adverse test findings in his um, post-fight or pre-fight um, sample. Now, with the USADA rules, they don't have to say that you pop dirty until the entire investigation is done. So this was his way of kind of spinning it and saying, well, I want to be fair to the division. It's not fair to me to have an adverse finding and then not um, not have the belt being defended. So a lot of guys came out this week. Henry Cejudo saying he's been clean since day one with both his belts and the uh, his gold medal. They brought up the past tape of Cody No Love Garbrandt talking about uh, TJ and how he used to be on all the stuff when he was there at uh, Team Alpha Male and how he used to show everybody how to do it. I mean, listen, Cody, Co- Cody's the, the the video you tagged me in, right? Where he yeah. was saying, you know, you taught all of us how to use it. I mean, I get why they brought that video out. I just wish Cody was still relevant. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's once he got his chin checked, he hasn't been the same fighter. He's been knocked out three times. That's exactly my point. So maybe Twice he by get on TJ, some. And then his last fight, where he just stood there and they just went blow for blow. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. You never want to see a fighter get popped, you know, yeah. being... I, I I, actually... I don't know. I want to know what it is that he got popped for. Because you hear that and people... And I'm not trying to defend him at all. Like, if you're not supposed to take that substance and you get caught on it, 
you shouldn't have to relinquish your belts. But you see, like, the damage that these people take in the ring. And in order for them to come back, you know, sooner to fight, I think a lot of these fighters are taking substances not necessarily to put them at a competitive advantage as far as once they're in the ring, but I definitely think they're on stuff to help their recovery time. No, I feel you on that. So with that, we also have a UFC, like we were talking before, it seems like there's a UFC every single weekend now. ESPN getting that money, bro. They getting paid. We touched on it last week. Uh, we got Wonder Boy Thompson versus uh, Anthony Pettis. Showtime in the main event. Also, Curtis Blades. He's fighting on the card as well. So some Which, pretty some pretty decent fights. Curtis Not Blades. I mean, can can we have a cooler name for a UFC fighter? It, it's a pretty it's a pretty dope nickname. Like no, at that point, you name. don't yeah. you don't even need a nickname. And I believe his his nickname is Curtis Razor Blades. All right. See, we didn't need the razor part. See, now you killed it, bro. Like I didn't. If I if I have a cool name like that, bro, I'm not getting a nickname. Just call me Mama Name. <laughs> like it's enough right there. It's enough. It's super intimidating. Like if you do it any further, now you're just now you're beating a dead horse. Like just leave it alone. Um, we also had some boxing news this week. We had the announcement of Fury's next fight in June. Uh, he'll be fighting out in Vegas. Uh, we also got Wilder's next fight in May, I believe. And he'll be fighting in our neck of the woods at the Barclays Center. Not sure why they're just not fighting each other again, but that's cool. From from what I'm hearing, what I'm gathering is that after this next fight with Showtime, Wilder is kind of like his, he's like a freelancer, even though he is with Showtime. He will get one of either Joshua or Fury. That'll be his next fight. He'll make it work regardless. So the way I thought it was going to work out was I thought him and Fury were going to lace him up one more time. And then pending the winner of that fight, move on and fight Joshua. Yeah. Now, who do you who do you think takes it out of the three? <sighs> Damn. It's a tough one for me. I would say I like the dude. I think Fury beats them both. I think he yeah. beat, he beat Wilder last time, and I think I he would run. He would he he would run circles around Joshua. I think. Bro, that was a good fight. I would love to see them fight again. Yeah. Although I give I give Wilder a lot of credit because I didn't. He boxed a lot better than I thought he was in a box in that fight. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I'd definitely be interested in seeing it again. Since you're gonna go with Fury, I can't can't side with you. So <laughs> yeah. Wilder, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, the heavyweight division actually has fighters that people are looking forward to see getting in the ring, which is a, a nice change of events because I can't even name the last champions before the ones that are current champions. Yeah, You know, it's been a while. Yeah, for me, the last one I remember is Lennox Lewis. And I, I, think, the, I think the Klitschko's held it for a little bit. But... Yeah, they held it down for a little. 
that's when everybody was like, oh, the heavyweight division, there's UFC going on over here. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, and the the lighter divisions are where most of the pound-for-pound best fighters are. Yeah. Speaking of those, you want to give us some news coming down? Buddy Crawford? Yeah. Amir Khan? I think Crawford is going to destroy Amir Khan. I don't even think it's going to be that close of a fight. But I preference this by saying, boxing fans out there, tune in not just for that main event, but there's two fighters that are fighting in the undercard, two of which that I've been trying to get your ass to watch. And you won't watch, but I'm hoping you do this time. Uh, Shakur Stevenson from Newark. Uh, I saw him fight. I don't even remember who he fought, dude. I just remember him whipping his ass. And it was it was awesome because like a lot of people it was one of his his early fights and a lot of people weren't sure because of his age if he should even be a professional because he's fighting grown men. Right. And they were a lot of them had questions on whether he was gonna be able to to handle, you know, that, that step up in in just grown men's strength, you know people that have been in the boxing ring for, you know, longer than he's been around, basically. Um, and he went into the ring and he just demolished the dude. So ever since I saw that, and he, he's a real, he seems like a real cool, humble dude. Like, I was watching, I was watching his press conference after the, after the fight, and he just seemed, you know, very thankful for the opportunity and everything like that. So he looks like a good kid, and the dude is an absolute dynamite fighter. So, there's some. Those are some of the boxing things coming down the pipe. It's an exciting time for boxing. With they're they're giving UFC some comp back, but the thing that just irks me about boxing is the corruption. Like it's, and I, I don't even want to say so much corruption. Ah, uh, you but, got it, bro. It's it's the judges. Yeah. The judges are what screws up boxing. Me. Like, I love watching boxing. When there's a big and don't get it twisted, if a good UFC fight is on, I'm gonna watch it, right? right? But I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it's because I grew up and and grew up watching boxing that if there's a huge boxing fight on, like if um if Spence and Crawford were to lace them up, right, right, I don't care who's fighting on the UFC that night, I don't care. I'm going crazy. to watch yeah. that boxing fight. The only thing that kills it, like you said, is if you can have a 12-round, you know, slugfest, uh, but everyone and their mother can say or see that a certain fighter won, and the judge is just completely going in opposite direction, it just, it's deflating. It takes all of the fun out of it, because you're not, and you, I mean the fans, me, you, that are watching the fight, of course we're not experts, but we're also not idiots. Like, we can see who's getting their ass beat. If it's that one sided, right, right, and you it was like the, uh, it was like the Pacquiao fight. Remember when he fought down in what was it in Australia? Horn. When it was Horn, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dude was like a substitute teacher. I mean, don't get me wrong. The story was cool, but Pacquiao won that fight. Yeah, hands down. I remember watching the uh, the post fight with Teddy Atlas, and he was losing his shit on the air about how boxing was corrupt and how these judges suck and all that stuff 
So when you got one of your greats in the sport putting you guys on blast and you still don't change anything, it sucks. Yeah, I think if I think Stephen A. Smith was out there wild until you know yeah. being his extra self. <laughs> exactly. I love I, it, but <laughs> he be he be wilding sometimes. We get him we get him on New York radio over here, and um, he be wilding out sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah. But let, let's transition over to MLB. We had some contract extensions. I'll give you the two lower ones before we before we get into the big boy. I'm trying to talk about. I'm trying to talk about that big contract. <laughs> I think it was thirty-five thousand dollars a day, something like that, for the next thirteen years. I digress. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> got excited. Continue. We got Verlander. He signed a two-year deal, and we also had Sale get an extension. So, those two guys are locked up for a couple years with their respective teams, and then we had the big boy from Jersey, four hundred and thirty million dollars. For twelve years, he's gonna buy the Eagles. I'm just That's, saying, he's gonna buy the Weather Channel. He's a huge weather freak. Well, hopefully, he can get a weatherman that knows how to tell you know, tell the right weather. Because I'm tired of living in New York, and they say it's gonna snow two inches, and we get sixteen feet, and then we get, <laughs> we supposed to get sixteen feet, and we get two inches. If I knew that a weatherman could be wrong seventy five percent of the time, that's what I would have went to college for. Yeah, man, and you still get paid. You can, that's- you can get your entire job wrong and they're still going to cut you a check at the end of the day. Uh, must be nice, man. It's crazy, man. So we got opening day. Well, we had two games this week. And like, the... wait, 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 you're not going to, you're not going to know how much money was it? I'm saying I want to hear it again. I still can't believe he signed Four, for that. Much. 430 million. They broke it down. He makes, I believe it's $98,000 an hour. An hour? An hour. During a game? I, I believe it's probably during a game. I'm about to say. But Ble- Bleacher Report kind of put a breakdown on it. And it was like 98000 98, an hour, uh, 200 and something thousand dollars a game. It's astronomical amounts So he's getting. I love when they break those down because – me, you, like everybody else, we can't even mentally like you hear four hundred and fifty million dollars and you're like, oh crap, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Duh. But you can't mentally wrap your head around how much money that is. It's true, man. And so they break it down into sums that like are tangible for us. You know what I'm saying? Like if you tell me ninety five grand an hour, I'm freaking gonna drop down and have a heart attack on this chair. <laughs> so when they put it like that, or oh the best is when they put it when they're sleeping, they'll be like, oh, if he, you know, eight hours of sleep a night, he's going to wake up and there's going to be an extra, whatever, 200, 300 grand in his, I'm like, damn, this dude makes more money in his sleep than I'm going to make in the next 10 years. It's really depressing. It's insane, man. The amount of money that he's getting. And then you think of like really good players who still haven't gotten their huge deals. You're like, damn, Trout's getting that money. What's, what's Judge going to get? If he continues on his progression. Listen, and Judge is he's a phenomenal player. Sorry. You know, my ADD got caught in. It looks like North Carolina's starting to put the put the pedal to the metal here. Anyway, um, so here's my thing with Mike Trout and in baseball in general, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Trout 
and his contract situation is a complete anom- uh, anomaly. There we yeah. go. I got that word out correctly. <laughs> that works. Yeah. It's late at night. I'm allowed one slippage. Um, <laughs> dude, in, in baseball, you know that they're going to try and control that player's rights until they can anymore. Same reason why they don't call certain players up. Um, if you want to look at it, look at judges. Judge is considered, you know, statistically the best outfielder in the game right now. Right. If, or if not, one day. And he's getting paid six hundred grand. Um, the Yankees aren't going to give him unless he. Trout is so damn good that the Angels were scared for him to get free, to free agency. Yeah. There's very few players in the league that can scare a team that much. Yeah, it's nuts, man. And the crazy part about it is this is all guaranteed money. He's getting every penny of that $430 million. Less. Only in just, America. Just ask Bobby Bonilla because he's still collecting all his money every yeah. every July 4th or something like that, July something. He's he getting a million, a million five. It's nice. He's got the extra fireworks out that day. Yeah. We got the tourney going on. It's pretty uh, wait. big. Well, before we get, before we get into the tournament, before we get into the tournament, because that's going to be a big chunk of tonight's episode. NBA. Big chunk, bro. How much time you got? What do you mean, big chunk? <laughs> we we got NBA so news. <laughs> no, no, no. We got NBA news. We got the playoff preview coming on. We're still about, what, maybe three weeks out, two weeks out? From the end of the season? Yeah, um, it's got to be around there. Yeah. We got the usual suspects still up top and kind of holding their thing down. Surprise for me is seeing the Nuggets. They're the two seed right now out west. Yeah. Game back? Yeah. As of this morning, they were a half game back. Half game back. So that's that's pretty good yes. for them. Yes and no. Uh, yes, because... All right, so we don't get to see a lot of their games. Right. They're on the West Coast. Um, but if if you look at the, the team that they that they were able to, to build, they have some – dude, they have some baller. Jamal Murray, baller. The Joker, baller. Um, oh, I'm forgetting. Gary Harris, baller. You know what I'm saying? Like they've, they've got some good basketball players. And shout-out to their development um, – the developmental team over there because they're – they're taking players and making them really solid contributors. I remember earlier on in the year, I was watching a game in uh, Malik Beasley, who uh, I remember watching him at Florida State. Um, he he was starting or six man off the bench. I want to say starting in, in the game I was watching. And the dude came out and he hung about 25 up. And that just goes to show you that they're, they're drafting players, develop, developing them the right way. And uh, they're doing a great job over there. It's nice to see a team that doesn't necessarily have, you know, a quote-unquote top five player in the league. Even though if you ask centers in the league, they're going to tell you Joker is 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 up there. He's legit, yeah. He's a walking triple-double now. Like, he, he can ball. Yeah. And then we've been having some pretty crazy games down the stretch with um, Philly. And the Celtics. And Milwaukee in there as well. Those three have been banging around with each other these past couple weeks. And I'm excited to see a seven-game series between 
all three of them. I would like that very much because last time I saw the Bucks play the Sixers, I saw Giannis posting up Ben Simmons, got him on the block, yammed it on him, and then was screaming to the crowd, this is like my effing house, he's an effing baby. I was like, okay, Giannis, you talk that talk, boy. And then, um, you know, Marcus Smart is always good for uh, for <laughs> one crazy physical uh, game per week. I feel like at least once a week he, he has a game where, like, I, I, he's just one of those guys. I wouldn't test his gangster. Like, he seems yeah. like he's about it. He's about it, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the shove to Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. He yeah, he was about that life. He was ready to go. Bob can't put his life into that. He was not about to get punked by Joel Embiid. And yeah. you know what? Credit to him. He, he at least, you know, he moved the big man down. And then, he, you know, Joel Embiid got up. I don't know. He got up hype. I don't really think he was going to do anything. He wasn't going to do nothing. Yeah. I don't think he was going to do anything. <laughs> Speaking of NBA, before you move on, you seen Harden tonight? No. What did, what did he do tonight? Bro, he had 61 against San Antonio. Damn. Against Pop San Antonio. Bro, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I read it earlier. He outscored them by himself in the first quarter. I think he had like 27 in the first. And the Spurs ended the first quarter with 24. So, yeah, he was balling. Fear Fear the Beard was in full effect. That's one of those nights where the rim looks like a hula hoop. And anything you throw up is going in. Like, if I was playing on the Spurs, if I was playing on any team, and some dude was just killing me like that, like, like, I'm picking up a technical. Yeah. Get me out the game. I'm not trying to guard this dude anymore. <laughs> he got 61 on me. I'm a trip him. Whatever Yo, it takes. You you thought you know how they was they was trying to get at that Syracuse player for tripping Zion Williamson? Yeah. Yeah, I make that look like a like a like nothing. If someone was acting 61 on me like that, bro. I'm laying my whole life on the line to trip them. Like it's gonna be obvious as hell. I'm gonna pull a Grayson Allen. There you go. I'm pulling Grayson Allen. It'd be like World Cup status with you out there. <laughs> so we also got some news. Lonzo Ball is getting rid of one of his partners in the Triple B. One of his fathers. No, not not his dad. Unfortunately. One of his the family partners in Triple B. Because he can't attest for $1.5 million in the family business. Bro, he can attest to it being in an offshore bank account right now somewhere. Ready for him to, to cash on out. I'm like, how do you lose 1.5? Bro, I'm that, stressed if I lose 20 bucks. Is that why all the, all the Lonzo shoes are late? Like they're not getting paid on time? Like I know that was a, that was a big issue um, early on with the shoes where you ordered them in. It was what, taking months. June and you weren't getting them till March, and then the the quality on them were horrible. Yeah, I'm so. not trying to knock no one's hustle, man. Get it while you can, but uh, those shoes are ugly, bro. Yeah, man. I I ain't hooping in those at all. Yeah, and then we also got D'Angelo Russell out in Brooklyn. Where I believe, the, <laughs> I believe the game is still going on. But if the Nets win tonight, 
they knock out, they officially knock out the Lakers from playoff contention. Sweet revenge for my boy D. Russ, man. Yeah, man. Listen. I, I feel like that's what the Lakers are missing right now. They're missing a point guard like him. He's – I've been watching him all year because, you know, I got two local channels, right? There's the Fox Sports and there's MSG. Yeah. Nick's playing on MSG. I ain't watching that. Although Dennis Smith Jr. is, when we're talking about point guards, yeah. is a fun point guard to watch. Neil Aquina, if I wanted to watch that type of basketball, I could go to the local YMCA and watch old men that can't shoot. I don't need to see a young young kid from, yeah. from France that can't. Um, yeah, yo, he's been balling on Fox Sports. I, I, I rewatch some of the games in the morning, and like while I'm getting ready for work, I put it on, and dude, he's cooking. It's crazy, man. He's doing his thing. Yeah, he's cooking. Now, what's what's your take on your whole situ- on that whole situation? Like, we've both been in locker rooms. We both played ball growing up. You still play right now, little semi-pro ball as well, but um. What's what's your take on that? About what he did to Nick Young? Yeah. That's the bro code, man. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that, friend. <laughs> That's no bueno. Yeah. Nah, but man. Do you, do you um, think that I think, that kills the whole vibe in the locker room between everybody? I mean, yeah, no, like no disrespect to Nick Young, but it's not like he did it to Kobe. Now I get it. I get that, you know, well, if you did it to Nick Young, you could just do it to you could do it to whoever. But I don't know, man. <sighs> Who knows? He might have not developed as a player the way he's developing in Brooklyn because Brooklyn basically there's there was no pressure when he got here, right? Yeah. You know, like they just handed him the keys and they were like, dude, we're riding with you and take us wherever you can take us. And he's turning out to be one hell of a player, contract year, so he's about to get paid. Not Mike Trout paid, but paid. Um, yeah, so he's about to get his money. Um, I'm happy to see him progress uh, and become the player that he's becoming because he's in a he's he's a problem, man. And I don't I don't know if he would have became that with the Lakers, but I know they're kicking themselves in the ass for for letting him go. Because if you look at some of the people they've let go, I mean, obviously they were able to recruit and get LeBron James, so it's all water under the bridge. But Julius Randle is another dude that I thought they probably should have kept around. Um, they let him go to the Pelicans, and he's been balling. So. Yeah. And like you were saying, that Laker jersey gets heavy, man. There's a lot of pressure in that jersey. Listen, you don't even got to take my word for it, bro. They recruited the best player in the world to go there, right? Yeah. Before this Lakers year, he was a great teammate, right? Mm-hmm. He really cared about every team he was on, right? Proven winner. Bro, all that's out the window with some people now. They're yeah. acting like they've never seen LeBron outside of a Lakers uniform. Yeah, it's crazy, man. We we got experience seeing that because we live in New York and we know what, what the Yankee jersey does to people when they come here. You either can, can rock with it or you can't. Sonny Gray came in. He was supposed to be a really good pitcher, and but I've never, he sucked ass playing for right, the game. I've, I've seen – okay, so to me, though, the two situations, it just blows my mind, right? Because Sonny Gray didn't perform well, so he got that backlash, right? Right. 
go look at LeBron's numbers. And again, I'm not I'm not here to be you know a LeBron apologist. Yeah. I think they were going to make the playoffs uh, as like an eighth seed at the yeah, beginning we, of the we year. We both thought that. Yep. They looked like they were well on their way. I think obviously a couple things derailed them with the trade rumors. I think that screwed up all the young young kids that are there. Um, obviously the, the LeBron injury was big. And so, and, and now it's to the point where, like, a lot of those young players feel, or at least know, that they're not in the future plans. So that that's got to have an effect on them. Yeah. It's true, man. But, um, the tournament, man. We got Carolina and Iona going right now. Carolina yeah, kind of—they're putting the foot down, sixty-three forty-nine right now with nine forty-eight. Yo, man, and that point guard, oh, shoot, I can't remember his name right now. The dude that's about to shoot this, oh, there we go, Kobe. I was going to call him. You know what I was going to call him? There was a guard in football that had, I think Kobe Whitehair was his name. I think he played in Indiana. I don't know why I'm thinking of what, but I always get him and this other dude that used to play football's name mixed up. Um, He's fast as hell, that point guard from North Carolina. And with all that hair, I bet you if he got like a nice little fade, He'd be just he'd be he'd be just as fast as the Aaron Fox. <laughs> I'm telling you that has to that has to hold him up, dude. Yeah, that's gotta happen. Like I swam back in the day, and you need to be streamlined. Yeah, maybe dude. maybe he he needs a little something, maybe a headband or something. I thought, man, Iona came out in the first. Oh, they just got a steal. Okay, Miguel just laid it up. Shout out Rockland. Um. Yeah, man. I thought Iona had a chance in the beginning. Well, I kind of figured North Carolina would, would end up winning the game, but Iona held strong. Um, Miguel had a big first half, but, you know, cream rises to the top. This yeah. is how it's supposed to be, except if you're Virginia. Virginia gets a one seed, and they like to make it interesting every year. They lose last year. They were down by, like, 15 this year. They ended up, they ended up turning it up and uh, going on, like, a 30-to-freaking-two run. Uh, to yeah, end the to game, but they were year. down by as many. I think, as, I think it was 16 in the first half. Yeah, that was crazy, man. And then we got our little bracket going. We haven't decided on the wager yet. Oh, not wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did, did we horses. decide on the wager? No, wait, 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 wait. If you would have told... Oh, bro. do we not have a wager on this one now all of a sudden? You about to put a wager on it after the brackets have been submitted? When well, I we, told you... We talked about this last week. I'll bring up the tape. Yeah, bring up the tape then, because you're a liar. I ain't scared. You're a liar, bro. You know damn well when I submitted that bracket, I said this is what I want to happen, not what I... I can't be riding with everybody else picking Duke. <laughs> Everyone and their mother's pick. Bro, your, your bracket is literally the one and the two and the one and the two and then the one and the one meet in the finals. Where's the fun in that? Not... Every part, because I'm beating you in some of these aspects. So don't cry right now, because your bracket's not looking as good as mine. I ain't paying you nada, because you never mentioned that. I owe about no wager. You you want to do a clean bracket for the for the field of thirty two? I'll smoke you real quick. (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know what's going on over here. But um. What's some of your takeaways from the from the first few days, Joe? So the one seeds are obviously doing what they're supposed to be doing, taking care of business, like we said. Um, I, I watched. So 
uh, I'm gonna do a little plug right here. My TSJ article for for the game that I was most interested in yeah. uh, that yeah. you can read up on uh, on their website was Murray State Marquette because I know a lot of people now are starting to understand just how good John Morant is. Um, but more than just him, they actually have a really good team around him. Um, the kid Shaq Buchanan, I think his name is, was the defensive player of the year in the Ohio Valley Conference. Um, and he's a guard, uh, and he had a big impact on the game. They got a big man. I don't remember his name, but he, he can see the court well. Um, so they're more than just job, but he went out there against the Big East team, against uh, Big East player of the year in Marcus Howard, and uh, effortless triple-double. You know, like, if, it doesn't even look like he's trying. You know what I'm saying? He almost, yeah. not that he plays like him, but he kind of reminds me of... Uh, like, I don't know, like, you know how when you used to watch T-Mac and then almost like he wasn't even trying, he was just yeah. that damn good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, totally different game. Like, he takes stupid long strides. He doesn't even look like he's, like, running fast. And then they try and double-team him, and he sits there and does an in-and-out behind the back between the legs and splits it. And then throws, like, a no-look pass with his offhand, which is hard enough, and he bullets it between two people, gives a crew cut to the center, with the pass and then this big man catches it and lays it in i'm like this kid is ridiculous bro he's ridiculous whoever gets him is going to get a franchise point guard for the next 12 years now he's going to go top three basically no he's going top two two you think he's going to go in front of uh cam uh, cam cam who reddish yeah hell yeah he's going in front I, of cam I've seen, reddish i've seen he's a lot of mocks of- where he's He's what three maybe? Fred, look into my eyes. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Hear me out. So, I got you. Cam Reddish is not going in front of John Morant. Mm-hmm. RJ Barrett ain't going in front of uh, John Morant. Sorry, I, I meant not not Cam Reddish. I meant RJ Barrett. Not. Okay, not all right. I'll, I'll save you the trouble. The only player that's going before him in the draft. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. There's no, no way around. Yeah. So we've had some upsets. We got UC Irvine, Liberty, Watford. Um, Yo, listen. Oregon. Kentucky without PJ Washington? Because, yeah, not mistaken, he's out. He was in a boot last yeah. I checked. Um, they're going to have their hands full with that Wofford team. Yeah, Wofford that Wofford could be, team. Uh, could they be this year's Cinderella? They can get into 32 maybe. Maybe. Well, no, they're already in the 32. Maybe into. Uh, the thing, the, the only thing that makes this team a Cinderella to me is that they weren't playing in like a major conference. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you watch them play, bro, they do not play like a, like one of those Cinderella teams that just got hot like they they were they I think they finished second in the country in three point uh field goal percentage and yes is there more athletic teams in them of course a lot of these you know blue blood teams you got the North Carolinas you got the Dukes the Kentuckys they're gonna have that athletic advantage over them mm-hmm. but bro that three-point shot is the great equalizer and there isn't a team in the tournament that's going to be able to outshoot 
that Wofford team. They got that McGee. Uh, McGee just went out. Uh, he's the the new record holder for the most threes in Division One history, right. which is pretty big. He hit seven of them. And if you watch this dude shoot, bro, all right, people call people will say, "Oh, yo, that guy's a shooter." Oh no, that guy could shoot. No, go watch this kid McGee play, and you'll see what a real shooter is. Like I'm talking about, this dude pulls up going from his left. He pulls up going from his right. He can pull up, you know, off the dribble. He fade away. It doesn't matter. It, it, you give him an inch of space, bro, his release is super quick. He had a three in front of his bench towards the end of the game, dude, where he – he it was sort of like a um, – like a, he was running off a flare screen, but instead of sprinting to the side, he kind of faked like he was in an in-cut then started backpedaling, turned towards the ball – reset his feet and then like twisted in the air while he was shooting the ball. It, the shot was a terrible shot for 99.9% of the people in college basketball. Like they have no shot of making it. Right. Bro, he hit the bottom of the bottom of the net. Like you could tell he just practices shots like that. And he's he is I haven't seen a shooter like him in college and all year. He that dude can let it rip and it's not just him. They got two two other guards that can that can really shoot the ball too. So I'm interested to see how they play against Kentucky. We've got uh, the field of 32 coming down tomorrow, right? We're coming from 64 down to 32. That would be half of 64. Yeah, so, yes. right there. Yeah, so my math is on point tonight. So, um, but let's get into it, man. There's no off season for us. Are we doing some football real quick? Yeah, man. All right, let's do some football it's, real it's quick. What, it's what we love. IV, IV bag, please. Yeah, on full. We had some pro days this week. Before we get into the pro days, I don't know if you you guys have seen the picture floating around of Joe Thomas, former offensive lineman. Slender Thomas to you, bro. Super slender. Yup. He looks... Like, he just unzipped his fat suit and walked out. Yep. It's insane. I I couldn't believe the photo when I first saw it. There's a lot of uh, offensive linemen. Who's the dude that works on NFL? Is it Sean O'Hara that works on NFL Network? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at him now compared to his playing days when they show, like, flashbacks, it's amazing, like, the weight that these offensive linemen yeah, carry – at a necessity for that sport. But once they retire and they can live like regular human beings, um, it's amazing how much they lose. They go back to being athletes, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like being in shape like, and being dedicated I, I was, to it. Like, yeah, they're definitely still athletes on the offensive line. It's just they're, they become more more by definition of what you would perceive an athlete to be. Right. You know? Like ripped and out of the crap. And then we had Robert Kraft. His whole thing is still going off. They said that the county of Florida or whatever county, the state of Florida and whatever county he's in down there, um, they said that they will drop the charges if he will admit to being found guilty if they would have gone to trial. He's still with that shaggy plea. 
It wasn't me. It wasn't him. It was not him. When you called me on camera? Nah, man. Wasn't him. Not me. I was with Tommy Boy. I wasn't down here. Then a rub and tug. Nah, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, if I was him, I would just want this to just get swept under the rug as fast as possible. But like, yep, it was me. All right, let's keep moving here. Clean it up. Because I'm not trying to fight this. I do not want it. First of all, you know, if he keeps pushing this, TMZ or somebody with deep pockets about to pay for this video, and I am not trying to see 900-year-old Yoda with his schlong out. That's you don't want to see somebody pick up the uh, Robert Kraft sex tape? Mm, You're not I cannot. trying to get that exclusive? No? Listen, I don't want there ain't nothing exclusive about that, man. Listen, I don't, I don't want none, no parts of that, please. Please, please save that man's. No, no, he got kids. He got grandkids. He can't be doing. We also got Julio Jones. He's coming down with his extension. Um, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's approaching a hundred mil. Yeah, Julio. But don't matter. I want to see the guarantee. Cool, you getting a hundred mil? How much? That's what matters in yeah in the NFL. It's the guaranteed money because your contract might be 125 mil, but you got 35 mil guaranteed, and that's all you get. Now, you know what this means, right? There's a certain wide receiver that now resides in Cleveland. Probably going to want more money now. He's looking around the league. Odell, well, Odell Beckham is looking around the league. Antonio Brown getting paid. Julio Jones getting paid. Odell Beckham might walk up to uh, Dorsey and be like, "Listen, man, you got me here now. Show me some, show me some more money." I still can't believe that trade, man. If if I was a Giants fan, I would still be really pissed off about that. But we got into that last week, so. But speaking of the Giants, let, let's get your take on uh, was it Gettleman, the GM. Yeah. In his Boston accent. <laughs> this is the same guy that didn't want to extend the best corner in the league at the time, Josh Norman. Mm-hmm. And let you know him who, walk. You know who else feels a certain type of way about him, too, if you listen to him talk is Steve Smith. Yep. That's true. And yeah. uh, was it, D- I believe, D'Angelo Williams as well. He felt a, a, a type of way about him. When he left Carolina. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um doesn't doesn't bode well for him when it comes to his player relationships. But uh yeah, man, they're not in love with Haskins. Then the next day it's reported that they are in love with Haskins. Again, I don't know what they're waiting for. Like at some point you have to take a quarterback and have people in place that can develop him into whatever you see fit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, to me, they're waiting for... Bro, if we worked, me and you, right, mm-hmm. as GMs in football, in the NFL, right. we could do what Gettleman's trying to do, which is find a ready-made quarterback, right? He's waiting for the Andrew Luck to come out. He's waiting for the Peyton Manning to come out. Right. Bro, that is not what you get paid a lot of money for. You understand what I'm saying? Like, me and you could do that. We yeah. could wait until the best quarterback we've ever seen comes out and be like, yo, we're not, how can we screw this kid up? Let's just yeah. take him. Well, I don't want, this kid looks good. Come on. Yeah, and, and, 
and it just it boggles my mind because he has to know that general managers, I mean, they change them like we change our drawers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two to three years. So cool, bro. Let you wait and build a team and get the Saquon Barkley. And if this year you go and get the stud defensive lineman, all that stuff is cool. You know who's going to enjoy that stuff, Fred? The, the new GM. GM. Yeah. The new GM going to slide right in there, take all the little pieces you gave him, new toys you gave him, and he's going to go, all right, guys, now I'm going to go get the quarterback. Yeah. And, and we he's going to reap everything from it. Yeah, and we had this on the podcast a couple of months ago when, like, all these mock drafts were coming out. And, you know, they oh, quarterback might not go until, you know, the 15th overall pick. And I looked at you and I said, Fred, Every year, yeah. whether yeah. it's the year of the quarterback or not, I told you that I think three are going to go in the top ten. I still believe that. Yeah. There's going to be a team, right? There's going to be a team. Okay, if Murray goes one, mm-hmm. the phone's going to be buck. I don't. The only team that I know for sure is going to stick at is I think the Jets. I don't think the Jets move. Yeah, I could see them staying put at three. The only reason I see them staying put is because I cannot see them trying to make a trade with the Giants to hand over, you know, a franchise quarterback to them. I don't see that happening. Otherwise, I would say you never know. I think the 49ers are open for business. Mm -hmm. I think uh, for all those Giants fans that are like, yeah, we're just going to stay pack at six, you're not. If you want the quarterback, your ass is going to have to move up. And you know how it is. It's a supply and demand after that, right? So Murray and Haskins are going to go one and two. There's going to be a QB needy team like the Broncos, like the Dolphins, who maneuver their way up and convince themselves that that maybe Drew Locke or, or now that the Greer kid out of West Virginia had an amazing pro day. You know, there's or or Jones from Duke. There's gonna be other quarterbacks that rise up in the draft just because they're quarterbacks. Right. So that's where I, that's where I'm at with the draft, man. I fully, I'm telling you right now, if the quarterbacks don't go one and two, I'll be shocked. Shocked. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. You guys will get our live reactions as we're watching it down here. I hope the Bills blow the pick so I can get this. Oh, I just want to oh, see man. your face. I wish we had this podcast when they took Sammy Watkins. I really do. Uh, I was so pissed that night. Because all I had, all I've been talking about was Khalil Mack and how a Buffalo kid coming out of, you know, BU, I was like, perfect. It, it's a no-brainer. Put the card in right now. Khalil Mack is done. And you take Sammy freaking Watkins. Yeah. We'll see what they do this year, man. I'm excited, though. So, yeah, we got the Pro Days. Pro Days should be wrapping up. Uh, second tier of free agency should be over within the next couple of weeks. Still got some still got some impact players out there. This is normally the time where, like, the Bill Belichick's of the world go and make a move that nobody blinks an eye on. Yeah. And then during the season, they're like, oh, Crap! Did you? you know, no one knew that this kid was gonna make such a such a big impact. We still got Eric Berry out there. Where do you think he winds up? No. I've heard I he was on a visit with Dallas. That's what I was thinking, only because I know they were in on Earl Thomas. Got a little too rich for their blood. Um, I don't know, man. 
I don't want to see. I, see, here's my problem, right? Is like obviously with what he went through. Huge fan of you know how he was able to persevere through all that. But then he puts on that Dallas uniform, and I don't know if I can accept that. You gotta immediately hate him after that, right? Like immediately, like off the field, I still got love for him. But on the field, I hope he doesn't get another pick <laughs> for the rest of his career. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. And then we had uh, Justin Houston. Yep. He signed a, was it two, three-year deal with uh, with the Colts? I think, I think it's two years, 24 mil guaranteed. Yep. I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. I mean, it's about time. Listen, the Colts got money. And uh, I know they're concerned about saving it so that they can spend it on their own. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's such a, uh, like a balancing act. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to ride that line of being aggressive in free agency, but not too aggressive. I think the Justin Houston pickup with them was good. Um, I would have liked to see them in on uh, a couple other big names. I know they pulled out of the D Ford sweepstakes once uh, that got a little too rich. Um, I I don't I don't like the Funches signing. Yeah. I know it was just one year, but I feel like 14 mil for him. Maybe now that he's with – the only thing I can think of is maybe now that he's with Luck, he kind of has a year similar to like when Ebron came over. Right, and he kind of had a, a little bit of a breakout. Yeah, and he had – like he started really balling this year, and no disrespect to Stafford, but Andrew Luck is top tier when his shoulder's right, so maybe he can get the best out of him. But I was hoping they went after someone else uh, to pair alongside T.Y. Hilton. And before we wrap it up, there was some news that ESPN is pushing very hard to try to get Peyton Manning into the Monday Night Football booth. I personally think that would be amazing. I love listening to Peyton's, you know, breakdowns that he has on ESPN+. Plus. Shout out to them. And that... uh, I believe Don't shut the, him out yet until they give us a free subscription. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I believe it's the details show that they have, and they, they have the same thing with Kobe in the NBA. Um, those shows are amazing. The way he breaks down film is great. Um, and you know what? Shout out to Payne because while he was playing, he kept it really like like strapped to the vest. Mm-hmm. Like really tight. Nobody really knew that he had that. Like I didn't know he had that personality. I'm sure his teammates did. Yeah. Like with the public, he was just very, you know, cut and dry. But once he retired, he started doing those commercials. Yo, he has me rolling on some of those commercials. So it's cool to see that he has that, you know, that personality. Yeah, you had it back in the day. I think he did one or two episodes of Saturday Night Live where you were like, oh damn, Peyton's kind of funny, man. I wonder what it's like. And then you had that uh, that Pro Bowl video come out. I don't know if you saw it where uh, the Gatorade guy is coming around. He gives paint and Gatorade. He loosens up the top and then tells the camera guy, pan over. And it's Wes Welker right there, goes to spray it, and it's just water all down. And Peyton's just rolling. That's hilarious. funny. Huh? Yeah, man. You guys get get a chance to check that video out. But man, that's it. That's it for us. We I mean, that's it, bro. I've been on this thing for like hours. 
We thank you guys for listening. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com. Right down here in the right side of the video, subscribe. Let us know what you guys think. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Find us on all our social media platforms. Joey on his TSJ outlet. He's got some great articles out there. I'm not just saying because he's my boy. You're so kind. It's it's very insightful. So you're such an ass. Ah. (laughs) And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.